Hey there, my name's Joe Keyport, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. This week's episode, I talked to Colin Dahl and John O'Brien of the band Prathloons. This is Colin's return to the podcast after he chatted a lifetime ago in 2019 about the live record he had out at the time. Now they're back to discuss the band's first full length in four years, The Kansas Wind, a sprawling 45-minute blend of indie and emo. During our conversation, we discussed the album's writing and the growth of the band as a more collaborative unit. It's Colin and John of Prathloons, and it's all right here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. Colin, welcome back to the show. Thanks, yeah. And uh, John, welcome. I think you've never been on the podcast before. I have not. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you just forget at this point after so many episodes <laughs> and so many years of interviewing bands. Well, so how's it going? Uh, feeling good today. Feeling yeah. good? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. We're chilling. Well rested. Well, can you quick just introduce yourselves and who you are again, as I kind of mentioned at the top here, uh, Colin, you've been on the show. We talked about Live Loons from 2019. Yeah. Uh, eternity and, ago. Yeah, well, yeah. A whole lifetime at this point. For, for real. Yeah. yeah. Losing uh, track of time. And so just want to introduce yourselves and what you do and what Prath Loons is. Sure. Um, yeah. My name's Colin Dahl. I, I started the, the Prath Loons moniker. Um, it's hard to remember now. I think I made it something in 2016, mm-hmm. a, a compilation of sorts, and uh, have kept the moniker ever since. And I'm just kind of writing songs uh, under that, and that's uh, you know, keeping it going even post COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since like, because uh, I think Prathloons like the very first uh, like Loon stuff was just solo, like mm-hmm. Colin, uh, Colin stuff, and um, anything in like a band capacity that we've like played, I have you know. Uh, I've taken part in playing uh, playing guitar. Uh, Live Loons actually did not have me on it because uh, yeah, there was conflicting yeah. conflicting okay. tour schedules. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've known Colin for like I want to say ten years, uh, just through like okay. Twitter. I grew up in Michigan, and Colin is actually like uh, a huge part of why I moved to Minneapolis because oh, we just cool. like knew each other, and it's weird uh, to think about. I know <laughs> the trajectory of our friendship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were just like mutuals on Twitter and like, you know, our whole friend group would always like, uh, you know, share music and stuff. And I wanted to move out of Michigan and I, uh, knew that Colin lived here. So Hmm. then I, uh, I moved here and then we started making some music and it's been, uh, you know, it's been fame and fortune ever since. Absolutely, getting that <laughs> DIY money. Yeah. Well, so we're here to talk about the Kansas Wind, which is your first record in four years outside of the live loon stuff, which Oof. is even crazier to think about. Yeah, yeah honestly, you released your self-titled in 2018, I believe, in November. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how does it feel to have that record out? Oh, it's like uh, very, very good because mm-hmm. it's like we we started tracking the songs. Um, like pre-COVID, like yep. January okay. of 2020, we had the first like session of tracking. We tracked this album in only like two two sessions, but they took place like a year and a half okay. apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very separated, and we're hoping for, from a listener's perspective, it's not like you can't tell like, oh, this is a different snare drum. I didn't, I haven't, I haven't okay, noticed good. in my listening over the last Woo! few days. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, but um, you know, obviously, I, I mixed. A good portion of this album with uh, Matt Siani, who mm. plays bass in the band and has mixed and produced my records. Yeah, like he's been on or a creative partner of yours for, for a, a long really time. long time. Yeah, since mm-hmm. like yowing stuff in or even like when I was in high school, like 2008. I think he recorded my first <laughs> mm-hmm. thing uh, to tape, and um, 
Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. And uh, oh, because we just had so many. Um, the recording sessions were very long mm. and uh, far apart from each other. And during the mixing process, I listened to it a lot. And once you're like listening to something so much and you're so close to it because you wrote these songs and you also recorded these songs mm. and you're also mixing these songs um, and you're kind of just sharing them in like a small group of people, mm. you just start to just be like, maybe this like isn't so cool anymore. <laughs> um, so I think I listened to it like yesterday morning, mm. um, just like on Apple Music. Yeah. Because I mean, like I've been listening to it on my phone forever. Yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like searching on Apple Music and yeah, like finding it on like there, the novelty. Yeah, that's yeah. honestly the word. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You know? so I like I like listened to it then and like being I don't quote unquote removed from it. Mm. Uh, it was like like uh, I was super proud of it, and um, I just kind of felt like all of the time we were given, you know, without the pressure of, you know, oh, there's a release show or there's you know that back of your head competitive nature of like yeah. other bands in the scene are yeah. doing this. So now we have to go and do this now. Um, and you know, not having that pressure, I think helped me a lot and helped kind of paint the picture of each song in the way that I, uh, with all the, with the, with all the fine brushes that I, that I, that I wanted to, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I went quite as overboard as I maybe did on like the self-titled record. Um, so it feels great. Yeah, to, to yeah, have it yeah, out for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, once something is released, you're kind of like, uh, I mean, like everything pre-release, like after you record it and get everything rough done, mm-hmm. then you enter like the problem-solving yeah. stage, which is which can be like really frustrating sometimes. And I, you know, I didn't like, uh, I didn't do any like mixing or anything. So I mean, I think yeah, like Colin maybe had more of that experience, but just like with the need to like. You know, touch things up, mm. like do overdubs, and there, there's just like so much work that goes into it. That, um, I mean, it is like definitely, uh, it's it's work, and then yeah. it it definitely, uh, you start listening to things with a little more of like a critical ear. Mm-hmm. It's less of an enjoyment thing, and yeah. more like, all right, what do I need to refine? And when it's just like out, you know, there can still be small. Mm. I mean, you know, no recording will ever be like this perfect thing that you would never change anything about. But just having something out, it sort of relieves the pressure of like, yeah. you know, even if like there's a like a small thing that you would turn down like yeah. half a decibel, <laughs> like getting the really fine tuning yeah, of the yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't it, I it see that on my yeah, first like, hundred listens? Yeah. <laughs> Should have cut it like 10K, you know, yeah, right yeah, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, yeah, as, as a as a full as a full thing, I also listened to it, uh, you know, the, the day it came out just at work and uh it was hey, a thanks. it was a it was a really uh, yeah we're getting you know getting the streaming streaming farm uh, <laughs> not no joke it's a joke yeah. <laughs> but your, your special it, Spotify so you can run your records yeah in the yeah guys you need to like play it when you fall asleep but like don't have the volume <laughs> muted because it uh, yeah, but, yeah it, it was it was it's something that I think we're all really proud of and I yeah. think the years uh, that we put into it um, have have paid off like literally years yeah, yeah. straight up <laughs> that's crazy yeah. feels like I've been working on it forever. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just, I just came to me and I was quick checking the band camp uh, while you were talking. Uh, Chagrin, it was on Live Loons, which I, oh, was, Chagrin. I didn't, it's an ancient song. I know, I was like, I was about to ask, like, how long have these songs been in the making? Because your your first recording session was 2020, like July, mm-hmm. June, uh, January. January. Yeah. So yeah. many J months. <laughs> uh, so you've been working on this for a long time. Then. Yeah, Chagrin. I mean, when we started playing, 
when I like assembled the local, you know, the Minneapolis chapter of Prathlands, <laughs> I think I had that song written and that was mid mid 2018. Okay. And like we had been we've been playing that live like probably in almost every show that we've played. Mm-hmm. So, um that's an that's an old one. And uh it felt was kind of weird to to decide to put it on the on the record, but I it has a place. It's kind yeah. of, you know, it's a it's a it's a foot tapper and yeah. it's a it's a song that I don't know is close to us. So we totally it's it's gotta wind up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's true. If yeah. we didn't put it on this one, I don't know if we'd want to put it on the one after. It, so. it wouldn't, yeah. yeah. It was uh, a good true. Welcome back to to Prathloons. Because like yeah. it popped up when I woke up one morning when we Wes and I was recording a different kind of podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh shit, there's a Prathloon song out. And yeah, like it was like, oh sweet. Uh, like it just reminded me that the band existed after COVID, and you just like forget everyone locally. Yeah, yeah. You hadn't seen them in like a year and a half oh. at that point. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it was like it was like a really good return. Okay, that's yeah, a uh, that's a relief my, to hear in that. In my opinion, yeah. yeah. Because with that song being the first single, I think I I wrestled a little bit with like, uh, well, like, geez, like we've been playing it for years and years, and it's like, mm. is it? In the, it was on Live Loons, and it's like, was it? Does it? Is it really a? Is it really a new song? Mm. But um, it. But I think uh, your sharing your perspective really helped because it was like a it was a familiar tune, but mm-hmm. it's like a proper studio recording mm-hmm. announcing a proper record. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I think in 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 hindsight, it ended up being okay. Yeah. Mm. What else? Like, so when did so it, that song has been a while around? A while. So have you? Mm-hmm. Were you also playing out other songs on the record, kind of leading up to this in writing, or when did like a bulk of like the writing for the Kansas Wind take place? Kansas Wind writing was like, like what it was like fall of twenty nineteen or something? Because I remember yeah. playing like Talker, and mm-hmm. I remember playing Chagrin, like around the same time, and Resemblance of Mercy, because those were all the those were the first three songs uh, mm-hmm. for the first session. So those kind of came, the writing uh, or like the lyric writing and the sh- the sh- the structure of the song would kind of just be like me, mm-hmm. uh, and then I would show it to John, and then it would be like a, it would become like a solo song with additional guitar from John. Mm-hmm. But then when it when, when we would bring it to the band, it would become you know a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, and for the first record, we decided to kind of demo um, some things like remotely, like practicing crosshatch was. Almost entirely done, like the demo of it. Like Nico drummed on it mm-hmm. from Cleveland, and Matt played bass on it from Chicago, and we played there. But then when we came to the studio in Chicago all together, we kind of tried to recreate what was on the demo, mm-hmm. which was um, gave me peace of mind as mm-hmm. a, the songwriter, but um, felt a little bit creatively limiting. Okay, um, yeah. which I'm we can we can touch on a bit more later. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, the first session was a little more um, by the books. Okay. And that was, I mean, yeah, the writing took place years ago. It's like to say three years ago is mm-hmm. just so, it's yeah, just wild. nuts. Yeah. I've never worked on music for that long ever. Okay. I mean, yeah. when I first started writing shit, it was like, you know, I would record something and then like release it the next day. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is the way to do it. <laughs> but it's like, eh, yeah. I'm definitely more fond of the idea of like, kind of letting i hate to describe it as marinating because yeah. it just like makes me think of food and like <laughs> yeah. water or something yeah. but uh to yeah. kind of let uh, the ideas kind of marinate a yeah. little bit totally. yeah. it's like it's got a, stuff has to uh that's kind of the only effective way to counteract recency bias mm-hmm. you know yeah. like just Ooh. letting things stand the test of time because everyone like who makes anything yeah knows what it feels like to make something new and think like all right this is the best thing like i've ever done and yeah, yeah. and then like as time you know when 
the more the further you are removed from something, you can kind of see the limitations of it. But uh, just yeah, taking time on what you do is really the only way that I've mm. have found works to. Fight happy against that. to recently have found a uh, admiration for that. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. So that first recording session was in January. What was that second recording session? Second was like October yeah. of 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was like, you know, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like yeah. COVID time. Yeah. Pre-vax. Yeah. yeah. Pre-vax. So I was a little looking over your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of, we, we, you know, we, we did it safely. Mm-hmm. To anyone's knowledge, I mean, there was no sickness was con- contracted. Yeah. Um, what I remember most about that weekend is like, I think we had a lot to drink that weekend <laughs> because it was just like for me it like kind of just felt like oh my god like like someone let me out yeah <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> and we also it's not like we could really go places that's, so yeah like, like, right, we're, that's like, gonna, we're just gonna stay in the house yeah and right just stay in the house <laughs> and just like go to the park yeah yeah we played did a lot that. of disc golf that year yeah like, yeah, yeah for real yeah um yeah. yeah there wasn't a lot to do except like uh yeah that that second session was definitely like that was when we recorded practicing crosshatch um uh and others i can't remember the yeah. title stuff right now mm-hmm. um but uh talker we did no no, no talker was first talker session. was the first one talker okay. was the first session um man i'm like really drawing a well you know i think if 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 it's if they're getting mixed up for you then i don't think you have to worry about yeah. listeners <laughs> <laughs> noticing um, the yeah that that weekend was like uh, fleeting but happy with what we tracked because like crosshatch is like feels the most like single y a Prathlin mm. song has been, in my opinion, and it's like I was I was really excited to put that one out as mm-hmm. a single because it like was new to everybody else mm-hmm. too, and that felt um, a lot better. Um, and then I think yeah, I, I I came back from that session and I think I did not have enough water to drink and I I contracted a a kidney stone. Oh, it was the, the fucking worst pain I've ever felt in my life. That doesn't uh, that 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 doesn't relate to the music at all. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, the album has nothing to do with the kidney stone. Didn't yeah. suffer for your art there. Yeah. No, it wasn't like. But I must go. No, it was just um, just a just a bad thing that happened around that uh, mm-hmm. that era of mm-hmm. recording the Kansas Wind. <laughs> yeah. But after those two sessions and all those songs were tracked um, at that time, mm. so that was good. Did you find the second session was a little more freeing? Because you mentioned that first session was a little more rigid as you were trying to do stuff to demos. Yeah. You, you feel that a little little free, freeing or looser for you? Or I think they both kind of felt they both felt pretty like um let's play the demos because we have to really use this time together uh well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like my the organization part of my brain and like the band leader part of my brain was like, you know, I don't want to just like fuck around mm-hmm. and like record things that, you know, we're going to be like eh, to when we uh, returned back to our places in the in the in the Midwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I felt that it was comfortable for me, but definitely like kind of wish as a band leader that the uh the room was a little more collaborative mm. um and that's a that's a conversation john and i had mm-hmm. like when we returned to record like more music just a, a month or two months yeah. ago or something like that we had the conversation about like collaboration and how sometimes we'll or we'll work so hard on a demo remotely and then we get into the room and it's somebody else has an idea and then we decide to go with that mm-hmm. and like how 
how nice and how freeing uh, and like refreshing that can feel. Yeah. And I kind of was able to kind of let go of some of that like me, me, my song yeah. feeling. Yeah. I don't know if you have. It's. I mean, it's, it's just like the idea of like demo-itis. Mm. You know, I think anyone that like spends a lot of time on a demo, it's like super easy to overcommit to something that was put down. And it, you you get like tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with, uh, especially like with the, with the newest like loon stuff, cause we have recorded like a good amount of like almost all of the, the next. Yeah. It's thing. pretty much. Yeah. It's yeah. The, essentially the, the, next, the yeah. next album is like basically done. Um, <laughs> hoping that doesn't take three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably not three years. Um, but not the, the recording of that one was, uh, I think it's sort of like the ethos of, just getting in a room and like seeing what happens did like it, it was carried over from that second like Kansas wind session. Yeah. Um, and I think we just, we just have a, a lot of, uh, you know, trust in each other as musicians. Yeah. Definitely a what, better understanding yeah. of what's going to be brought after this being our fifth, uh-huh. sixth time doing this. Yeah. Mm. So like we, we all know how we play, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just fun to kind of go in like with, with the most recent, um, uh, with like the most recent stuff, I would like have listened to the like to the demos of just like Colin playing a lot, but I would purposefully like not really have a part, and I would just like write it along with Matt and Nico, yeah. the uh, bassist and drummer. Um, so it's more like I'm going to be consciously like playing off of what's going on in the room, rather than like I have this one part and I'm going to play because this is my part. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's a that's a refreshing take. Yeah, and yeah. It, it like it leads to songs like going places that you would never like have suspected them hmm. to go, and like that that surprise uh, that like just genuine like curiosity hmm. of uh, you know making music is something that I think we value a lot, uh, yeah. especially like recently. And I, I think that the, I mean any any stuff going forward will probably only reflect that more. Hmm. Yeah. I hope, I hope so too. Was there a song on the album that while you were recording, it kind of changed from because of that more collaborative second session where you're just like, suddenly it was a suggestion was made and it went off or is that more talking recently, recently? Uh, I think John's point is more recently, recently, okay. but that's not why we're here. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. yeah that's For fair. next time. Well, yeah, we'll uh, talk, we'll talk with the next release. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, the very end of like that, Kansas Wind, Matthew, I'm Flying, Sweet, mm-hmm. that's on the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think the Matthew goes on for, like, nine minutes or something like <laughs> mm-hmm. that. And, like, that, like, wasn't the plan. Okay. But well, I think, like, the four of us were just kind of, it just kind of got to be just, like, a meditative single note thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I had been listening to, like, Transatlanticism a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. And, like, just like that, like, on, like, the title track when they just, like, do that, that one riff for a really long yeah. time. I was probably just, like, trying to bite that. Um like how the drum just kind of does the same thing, but gets a get, but gets louder. louder yeah. Um. I obviously obviously we didn't end we didn't go into it being like this is the ten minute song. Yeah. You know this is what's going to close yeah. out the record. Um. But that's just kind of like what it ended up being, and I don't know. There was a moment in mixing where I was like, "It's cheesy. We'll just fade it out." Yeah. <laughs> but then I don't know. I think I we ended up doing like that little like trumpet bit that was like yeah. a callback to um mm. the melody from the track before, mm. uh, and that kind of felt like a good uh finale for me so mm. i think definitely the uh just kind of the the ending okay bliss yeah, out that was what i was i was thinking of as well and there was also a version of was it talker that was like really similar it was like when we there was a take of talker 
where like we missed a cue at the end and accidentally <laughs> just played like the last part of that song for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was like the session. That was like the session before. Yeah. Right. So the I, I January think that, 20, the yeah, there, there was, session. there was yeah. some like, uh, I don't know. That might've, it's out there. Like, yeah, the yeah. it's, the it's, it's yeah. out there in a, in a, in a logic project. The B-sides reissue. That, or, yeah. 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 Takes that, and reissues. That yeah. was like a pre, uh, what's the word? Like, it's like a premonition. Yeah. Of, oh, what, yeah. What was yeah, to come. Exactly. Yeah. What was to come 10 months later. <laughs> yeah. Discovered how fun it is to play one part for 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, yeah. it's the, the magic of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Had you recorded a full band before? You kind of, I think you alerted to it, but I was looking through like liner notes again and I was prepping and it, yeah. this was the first time I saw a list of musicians. Sure. Usually it was just everything was mixed, like recorded right. with Colin and then Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Here and there. Um, there were, I think, White White Whitney and Lightbulb on the self-titled mm-hmm. were like the, the the studio band, which we've been referring to now. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the other songs on the self-titled were just like me uh, kind of doing those things or John adding a part to mm-hmm. it or um, my friend Cleo playing bass on a song. So it was mm-hmm. just kind of like... I know this person does yeah. this. I need this part because I can't play it like this. Um, but yeah, like like the self-titled album was like much more like an experiment for me and like mm. what I can do and uh, in, in like an in album format and with the recording knowledge that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was definitely conscious um, to like for Kansas Wind to um, make it more of like a uh, this piece of music was created by this group of people mm-hmm. and like that's it. Unfortunately, it didn't end up being like and these songs were created in a week yeah, all in the same room all the same time live just given uh, how the live band is located and yeah. with Coven and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but still still, I uh, think the, uh, the idea holds mm. true. How was it then to record that way because this because this was fully a full like band project yeah, yeah whether it was you know for you as a band leader or john for you as you know being a live member who is mm-hmm. more or more substantially involved in the process yeah um i guess sort of like i was alluding to earlier it was um lots of like exercises in like trust mm. and it's like well or like having demo-itis, like yeah. John said, or like, I wrote this song thinking of this drum part, so I want to just do this drum part. And on Prathlums by Prathlums, it was really easy just to do that because I would just, you know, go to the practice space by myself, knock mm. it out, and like, you know, one-take Tony and mix it <laughs> and whatever. Um, so it's like recording it with band members that are, you know, capital B band members. Yeah. Um, it was like a little, it was, it was scary sometimes to, you know, to not have the, um, the control that I like or the control that I'm used to. But, um, just to, it, it, it allowed me to let go a little bit, mm. which John was saying earlier, just like, you know, allows for more collaboration mm-hmm. and just to kind of make this feel like less that I'm like barking commands at people during writing. Uh, or trying to communicate what I have in my head, which can sometimes be a be a problem, um, and just kind of letting letting these people do their thing, and I feel like I was successful in being able to to let that go. So it felt good. Yeah. 
Yeah, you get really used to the the drive to Chicago, you know. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> it is it's, because that's where we that's where we record. That's where all the that's where all the gear is. Yeah, mm. lucky for Matt, he does yeah. not have to drive. He doesn't uh, have to go anywhere. Yeah, we, we go to we go to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's uh, there's something to be said for like the event of like going to yeah. going to a space with the sole intention of like, all right, we're gonna like do this, we're gonna make music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I mean, it's like how people say like, you know, if you want to sleep better at night, then like take your like take a TV and computer like out of your room, mm-hmm. just make your room the only place where you sleep, so then you sleep better. The same thing kind of applies to like creative, yeah, uh, you know, a creative space, and you know, driving six hours. Like just knowing, like I have to do this in this yeah. weekend because I got to work on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how like it that, is. that'll uh, definitely like get you in the mindset. That's why we do like twelve hour, just a Saturday twelve hour day, and record four songs. Yeah, and yeah. then just like leave, which is like why describing earlier, I was like so into the demos. Yeah, like okay, we have to study. Because if yeah. something is bad, we yeah. have to allow ourselves all this time. That was mm-hmm. like when the band West and I play in National Park Service. We mm-hmm. record our debut over the pandemic. Yeah. And we're like here the night before, like running horn lines. Like we got, yeah. we have two days. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like it's the, the need to do it and the need to do it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The crunch, the it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. Like it'll, it'll really like, I mean, you'll get really familiar with something. Mm-hmm. But I think you just got to like recognize when when and when not to crunch mm. have you like um so like the most recent session we had i kind of described mm-hmm. as like jammy yeah but i think i was like telling somebody who like isn't a musician i was like we were just jamming and then like somehow he like now thinks i play in like a jam band really careful now like talking about jamming but like yeah. it felt like in the most recent session we were jamming it does it does work with all the live records you've put out you know just yeah <laughs> okay, loons, okay live those yeah, yeah. Live, okay. 79, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> live loons there yeah, was yeah. there was a little there was a, yeah, a yeah. little uh a little jamming happening then uh-huh. yeah. but that was i was just still such a funny set we were just talking about that last night mm-hmm. playing jamila <laughs> so like we've all been there yeah, yeah. we've all been there <laughs> So then reading through the little press you kit you sent over with mm-hmm. the record, um, a line kind of popped out of me, uh, popped out to me, not out of me, <laughs> Lord, like a chestbuster from Alien. It was like Alien. Uh, <laughs> well, like, that you, like, at the time after recording to really refine yeah. the record and kind of make it something you wanted. And that was probably really in the mixing process then. Yeah. So yeah. talk to me about what you had in your brain and what you were doing during that refinement and bring that out of so when we get together for the recording sessions in chicago mm-hmm. it's like we're just you know yeah capital b basic tracking mm-hmm. and because we don't really have time to listen back to the songs on a nice you know a nice set of speakers in the room and just kind of chill and be like oh this part could use this mm-hmm. or this part could use this all of that uh inner monologue comes in like when i'm mixing the songs at the at the computer yeah like um it's a weird like a uh, working relationship Matt and I have in that process because like he's the guy who like has the monitors in his uh, workspace that are he calls like like the like the no fun monitors yeah. or something where mm-hmm. they're like really like we'll listen on like the Yamaha HS fives and they like they sound fucking awesome yeah, yeah. and then we'll go <laughs> into these other ones and you're like holy fucking shit like yeah. what is that uh, frequency we're hearing so he's someone who's like really good at like knowing what every you know compressor can do and mm-hmm. what the EQ like listening to like the little like yeah and just like identifying that and then taking it out um so just like watching him like his his workflow is just like uh that's not something i can do but like 
I don't know. I can like listen back on a on our like session and then be like, oh, we could do uh, we could add an acoustic guitar here to add mm -hmm. um, to add texture, yeah, or a tambourine here or like a weirdo part here because I just feel like a lot of like my favorite like guitar records from like the early 2000s were like really leaning into like kind of like cheesy recording elements mm. in a way um, or just like production moments yeah. where yeah. something's panned really hard. And I like, I don't know, I always thought that was like really special and just like what made, uh, uh, I don't know, just like a band playing in a room, if it isn't recorded immaculately, can like still have a little bit of character to it. Not to knock the act of recording in a live room yeah, because that's yeah. what that's that's what we do. Yeah. Um, mm. But I definitely like having those like weird moments or like, oh my gosh, how did they get a, what did we play on Crosshatch? Was that a loot? No, it was Bazooki. Bazooki. Yeah, it was like, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, that's also yeah. popped out in the in the thing. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like yeah. Greek folk yeah, because Matt just had it. Yeah, that sick. had a bazooki. Like, yeah, we're like, sure. what the fuck can we like do with this? Yeah. Um, because it like, originally because the beginning of Crosshatch, how it's that like saturated acoustic mm -hmm. guitar thing. Um, it was just like two acoustic guitars at first, and then like I think Matt was like, it sounds like Fleet Foxes. So like I guess that was <laughs> a bad thing. Yeah, but, the, uh, the one comment to just yeah. make you question everything. Yeah, the one producer comment. Um, yeah, oh my God. It's not, it's not like that. No. But then, yeah, we like, we we took out the bazooki and it just like kind of added, because like that, uh, that wordless chorus and like the melody that mm. kind of acts as, as the chorus is springy. Mm -hmm. And I think that weird, it's like eight strings on that. Mm. It's, it's like a yeah. mandolin plus essentially. Very odd. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. And it's just like, I don't know, I don't have one of those at home. So let's get that yeah. down and try it. Mm -hmm. And like that ended up being like what I think makes the, the, gives that song some elasticity or yeah. something. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a texture that's both like generally familiar and also a little like head turning. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think, yeah, just a lot, a lot of the, character and the personality of this record definitely comes down to like the general like composition and arrangement like overdubs and just stuff mm -hmm. like that. that and that's really like some of the most fun stuff you can do like that's why i like uh, doing it alone yeah or, like not like going to a space to uh record but granted like i am privileged to like have to be able to know somebody who has all of this gear yeah. in the space yeah. and this knowledge that's like that's thing. that that's cool but um, yeah, I just I think I would feel that if I went back to a studio, I would feel the pressure of like you got to get this done in such amount of time, mm -hmm. and it's gonna cost me more to go in for another day just to like potentially have an idea of what overdubs I can I can do. Yeah, this. and that's what I really like. If I like something, I'll keep it. If I don't like something, it can go away. Mm. Um, so yeah, like that's uh, that's that's where all of that you know the the COVID time that I was talking mm -hmm. about in the beginning of our our chat just like. I was able to really color in yeah. the lines here. I'm doing a for listeners. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm doing a squinty eyed, <laughs> and I, I'm kind of coloring in something very yeah. small. Um, and that's that's what was happening during COVID, which mm. was like really really cool because sometimes uh, writing I felt a bit deterred from mm. from doing that. But just like the uh, I don't know, we were all listening to music and we we're all inspired by things. And then putting that into practice on the Kansas wind was uh, was really was really nice. And given I would and I was not pressured yeah, to put it out yeah. or anything like that. And there that was, was awesome. no release shows. There's no timeline you needed to follow no. in order to <laughs> hit the algorithm gold to <laughs> yeah, yeah right exactly. Yeah. That can be super nice. Just like being able to work on something that was nice. And like there were times when I missed you know the scene and I missed playing out. Yeah. But at times there oh, were just yeah. like there's parts about this I don't miss at all. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really glad that I can just focus on the part of 
being in a band and making music that I liked the most was creating this album package mm. that mm-hmm. was just like uniquely ours. So yeah. yeah. I feel really good about it. Oh, well, yeah, that was my my follow up was just do you feel like you hit that that target you had set for yourself then or? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I always think like, you know, there are like, I think there are 11 songs on the album. And I mean, I, I would probably would have, I mean, this, <laughs> I can't say this a day after the album comes out. But there's yeah. like, there's probably like two songs I could have been like, yeah, like, okay, maybe. But um, no, I mean, I'm not like, I don't cringe at, at mm. anything yet, which is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely do from a, like a production um, standpoint, I think I really, nothing sounds like weird or mm-hmm. um is kind of kind of coming way out of left field or anything like that so yes is the okay. answer cool uh m- switching away from more of the technical side into more of the like emotion and thematic side talk to me about what you were working on and processing as you're putting words to paper for the story you wanted to tell with kansas wind because you're not you're not one to shy away from presenting discomfort or really digging into something. So talk to me, you know, don't have to go into detail if you don't want to, like uh, talk to me about what you were thinking, what you were working on. Yeah. So like in the small announcement post I made to like the Prathlon's Instagram, it's just like that, but like in short, like I think just the record's kind of about like when I was falling in love with my partner and you know, the, 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 the weird stuff that came with that. And this is like the, the, my longest relationship I've been in and it, you know, mm-hmm. the boxes are being checked and, and, and whatnot. And it just, it just felt like, uh, everything was so new and everything was so different. And all of these things in, in, in life that you're used to being yours mm-hmm. are like, um, I'm trying to think of the word here. They kind of become, uh, become someone else's and they become, you are sharing a thing mm-hmm. with somebody else and that can be really hard and that can be like you can feel you know pulled in two different directions you know staying true to yourself and loving someone else can sometimes seem contradictory but i think uh i was really just like um feeling that a lot in the writing mm-hmm. of the kansas wind and uh there are some songs where it's like it's a like it's a love song but mm-hmm. it's like the lyrics might be like well that sounds like that sounds like something bad was happening yeah or like I wouldn't associate this feeling with love, but like in the end, it's just like I don't know. It doesn't. It's it's not amazing twenty four seven. So it's yeah. like I don't know. I wanted to use music, use the song, mm-hmm. use the pen to the paper to uh, process some of that, and that's kind of what the uh, what the record is capital A about. <laughs> you. You write pretty much solely and then kind of take it to the band to work yeah, on? Yeah, lyrically, it's all, yeah. yeah. Lyrically, so it's just me. And structurally, I'd say like 75%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, and then just like rhythm guitar, which is, you know, cowboy chords or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having like written more songs, I'm like unfortunately more familiar with how to play the guitar. So it's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. it's some, I mean, we've like talked about this a thousand times, how it's just like knowing more about the instrument. Mm. I've always just like be like, what if it sucks? You know, it's like when I, when I, when I listen back to like the first Yao Wings record and it's like the shit I was playing, I was like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. And it's like, I could do the same thing down here, you know, with a, with a regular G chord or yeah, a regular yeah. D chord or, uh, well, it seems lame to do like a regular D chord. Cause like, that's what you, that's what you learned when you learned how to play guitar. Exactly. Like, I can bar it mm-hmm. up here. Like why yeah, not? It's yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm play some open chord. I was yeah. like 19 at the time. So it's like, I'm going to try and be like subversive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I mean, there's like so many times where I've like had a part and then someone like 
You just get that second like pair of ears, mm-hmm. second set of eyes, and they look. They're just like, dude, why are you making this like so hard for yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah. You don't have to do it like yeah. this. But nobody I mean, there, ever told me that. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 some charm to like just the like self taught type mm-hmm. of type of thing, and there's yeah. there's a there's a virtue in that for sure. You can go down like weird like avenues and and creative paths that you might not go otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I wonder um, if like that's like what the uh, like a lot of people be like, oh, their first album is the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like, do you think they just like, wh- why did they, why did they get worse? Was it, you know, <laughs> public influence? Was it They're, learning yeah. more about the process? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's I a know. lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of it can be like, you know, you generally, with the first album, there isn't like the expectation that there is for the second album. Mm-hmm. You probably have longer time to make it. You got to rush it. You might have to tour on top of writing. Yeah, there's just, true. you know, a bunch of, a bunch of other factors. Yeah. Um, but that is to say, it's always good to take your time. Yeah, That's, I think the main lesson, the main yeah. lesson from the Kansas win is, yeah. please take it's your patient. time. Yeah, it's really yeah. Take, slow down, everybody. Yeah, um, I did want to dig into a couple of the songs sure. from the album, primarily the two singles, and then we kind of already talked about the closer, but mm-hmm. a little bit more on the closer. Sure, sure. Um, so the first single uh, you released is "Chagrin," yep. which has been out was out. Prior with the live loons, and it's been yeah. a song they've had for a long time, but an ancient song. Yeah, talk to me about that song and why you felt that was the the, the return for. I, I know we kind of touched on it already, but sure. like, you know, a little deeper as to why you felt that was the first return song for for Prathloons when promoting, you know, the Kansas Wind. Yeah, that one felt like I think thematically, mm. that song is really not so much about my relationship and was kind of, I was writing a lot about, I mean, I I write a lot of shit about just like my childhood and Mm -hmm. like the things I went through then. And it's like, people say like your childhood sounds idyllic and it's like, yeah, like, you know, boys playing in the woods and like building forts and LARPing or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. like that sounds cool. But like, I don't know, there, there, when you internalize a lot of the stuff or you, or you look back Mm -hmm. on it 15, 20 years later, it's like, well, that was kind of fucked up. Yeah. Or like maybe that person was not my friend. And that's a weird thing to do to, you know, mm-hmm. when everybody's 12, 13 years yeah. old. It's like odd. Um, and that song, yeah, is about uh, Chagrin Falls, which is a place in Ohio. Mm. Um, and that song is about like one of those moments where it's like, let's go swim in a river or something. And then like the uh the a storm just like picked up out of nowhere and like the river really was like rapid and it was really scary and you know I it saw my friend get like hit a branch and like go underwater and it was just really coming down and the r- thing was going far and there was like a waterfall up ahead and it was really really like a horrifying experience and to have to just like climb up this like uh like we got out of the river everybody was was okay nobody mm-hmm. was harmed I think we like puked up like the meatball mm-hmm. subs we ate before yeah. um, because it was, you know, we yeah. were going through a lot. And just like, just, I think just the, uh, the act of like walking up, it was in someone's backyard. It's like their big muddy hill in their backyard. I think kind of felt like a, like a, like a bit of a rebirth experience yeah. almost. <laughs> yeah. And then just like not having a shirt, not having any shoes, just like walking in this like, like fucking like gated neighborhood just Mm -hmm. like looking like literal zombies Mm -hmm. um so i just kind of like wrote the song about that moment um so yeah i mean i think i like to think that that kind of encapsulate that kind of encapsulates the um the kind of childhood was fun but maybe it wasn't thing which is just like a a theme of my music 
uh, that I still like, you know, if I'm hitting a writer's block, I know that's a really, that that's a really easy mm-hmm. pool to kind of dip, dip my hand into, into, uh, to get, to get something out of. So that felt like a good, uh, a good single mm. from the record for those, for those reasons. Moving on then to practicing the crosshatch, which was the second single also put out a music video for, which mm-hmm. I believe is your first music video as well as Prathloons or we did a music video for white, white Whitney mm-hmm. okay. on the self title, but that was I, I, four years ago. Yeah, I looked on. The, I didn't see it on the the Prathloons like YouTube page. So yeah, I, I probably should have just searched for it. Disorganized, but it's, it's no biggie. No <laughs> Second one, okay. the same director Second. too. Okay, yeah. yeah. So first, talk to me about that song specifically, and then mm-hmm. we can move on to the the music video and sure. kind of where that concepts came from. Yeah, Crosshatch is definitely one of those love songs. Mm. It's definitely a love song. Kind of wrote it about when um, my partner and I moved in together, which was, I mean, literally like. The uh, the country shut down for COVID like Damn. two weeks later, so yeah. it was a super a super immersive new thing for me. Like you know, it's one thing to move in with your partner; it's a it's a big thing, but yeah. also it's COVID and nobody's mm-hmm. going anywhere. Yeah, so it was really immersive, and uh, I found uh, solace in the song. And um, while thematically it is. Kind of, it's guys, you know, it's about some growing pains. Mm-hmm. It's about some, you know, questions that maybe you don't want an answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I, the tune itself is like jovial, and yeah, the, uh, the yeah. melody is bouncy, like mm-hmm. like we were talking about in the 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 technical part of the of the conversation. And I think those two were kind of married nicely, and uh, that makes me happy. You know, we all mm-hmm. we all like a song that sounds. That sounds fun, yeah. but you know mm-hmm. when you are reading the lyrics while you're listening along, yeah. you can mm-hmm. kind of relate to it in a in a more in a more intimate way. So mm-hmm. I think that is I think that is uh, nicely presented on that sing and mm-hmm. that single. Yeah. So then talk to me about the music video because that mm-hmm. was your second. You've worked with this director before. Yep. And if for people who haven't seen it yet, it's this blend of like there's two characters yeah. out in the middle of a field, kind mm-hmm. of running around. Uh, then there's a guy editing and yeah. the crazy things that are happening with sure. that. Like what, what was, where did the concept come from? And yeah, so it is, I think we, I think uh, the director Jonah and I, mm-hmm. uh, we like sat down together to kind of chat about ideas. And I think kind of like what we wanted visually uh, before, you know, we even storyboarded before we even shot anything. Um, and, we kind of took solace in knowing that, you know, we wanted to kind of live in like the, the abstract and kind of have these two, um, these two storylines kind of be connected through like a feeling Mm -hmm. or by some kind of seemingly insignificant shared experience, um, without it kind of being a little too like, uh, obvious, like they're not literally coming together and shaking hands or, or, or something like that. Um, so yeah, I just think I think the two storylines are are connected through some kind of feeling. Um, mm. Maybe not sure what it is, but mm, um, yeah. I you know I I I kind of liked how it lived in you know a a pretty image. Yeah, and, uh, I'm glad a cat made an appearance because <laughs> I love I love my cat and yeah. I, I love all cats. Yeah, so true. <laughs> yeah. and then finally you have the essentially they're kind of paired together, which is yeah. the self titled track, and then Matt. I'm flying. Yeah, Matthew. I'm flying. Matthew, I'm flying. Excuse yep. me. Uh, in this big 13 minute final yeah. opus. Yeah. So you 
we talked earlier and Matthew I'm flying was not a was not intended to be a 10 minute long song but like so how what were you thinking then rounding so did the two songs originally pair together and then from there built out or yeah it did it came together the 13 minute whole thing was definitely like as i said earlier like was not intentional Mm -hmm. i think mostly because a lot of the parts from that song are just hodgepodge from phone demos I had made mm. five years ago to a song I had written, you know, eight years ago or something to lyrics I had written a month ago that I didn't quite have like a, um, a melody for yet. Um, so I think like that just kind of the, the, uh, the, uh, I'll use the word we were talking about in the card, the epic, the, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the epic nature of it. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about how like, it's really hard to like un- like unironically use the the word epic because yeah. it's just like I don't know I just like I already it's been tainted by like the, the late two thousands yeah, yeah right can't um, do it <laughs> um so I think that kind of uh, fell into place and I was really happy to have discovered that I remember like a writing moment where I had some melody. And I was like, I wonder if that works over this guitar part. Mm -hmm. And since I was doing it all alone, I had to just, you know, like record myself playing those four chords and then like, you know, play it back while I was doing this lead melody as best I could. And I was just like, so I felt like when those two things came together, it Mm -hmm. just felt so like, you know, it was, it was happening in that Mm -hmm. moment. And I felt, uh, it felt really good. And at that point I probably had, you know, before the, the meditative six minute send off of the final track i think mm-hmm. i probably had five <laughs> minutes of music which yeah. is like mm-hmm. cool enough for me yeah. uh and then the uh the 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 death cab for cutie influence came mm. in <laughs> on that on that uh outro mm-hmm. and i was i was really and i was just like pleased to do it because um like the can it's like the kansas wind just feels so much like just like an album you know mm-hmm. and it's really like yeah. i mean it is but it just like of all the stuff I've written before, it feels it, I can't I can't help but feel a little like compilation y. Mm. And like despite the nature of the recording sessions, like I think this just feels really whole and together. Yeah. And uh I think the outro on that is just like, you know, you don't have to listen intent intently to it. It's just like it's just there. It's just mm-hmm. on. And you can just like, if anything, just like use it as a use mm. it as a as a as a breath of fresh air, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been sitting and listening to something for 45 minutes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, time is valuable. Time is precious. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not demanding you. You have to sit in a quiet room with the headphones. and Yeah. I was always bugged if I just like, uh, like some albums be like on the packaging. They'll say like, listen to this loud. And it's like, like, I, like, I don't know. Like, or yeah. you just, I don't know. Yeah. Listen to it at yeah, all. Listen, <laughs> yeah. Listen to this shit with AirPods. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck. Listen to it with, like cheap Apple earbuds. I'm constantly yeah. listening to things with AirPods these yeah, days. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm loving them. Yeah. When yeah. I listen to your environment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I listened to yesterday uh, morning, when I was listening to it on Apple Music, and it's in lossless. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like I'm calling it such an experience, but it's like I don't know. I literally recorded. <laughs> I literally recorded that. Um. But um. And to, like to listen to it like with the AirPods, it's like. It's such like a uh, you know a not audiophile approved commercial mm-hmm. product, but it's like mm-hmm. I still hear like oh yeah. my gosh, like yeah. you can hear the amp hiss at mm-hmm. the end of this song uh, that I didn't hear with my studio monitors. Or something. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. It's nice. It's a uh, it's a yeah. it's a nice little little plus. Yeah. 
It's for for such a long song. It's a song that doesn't feel like it's ten minutes in my listening. It's just like you're just like suddenly I'm just like which yeah whether it's like I mean you said a relief but I like I like the idea of like sometimes when I listen to longer especially when you're like droning or like metal music and stuff do metal you're like like yeah I like the fact that this is gonna be twenty minutes because there's gonna be some crazy shit in there yeah Uh, but it's gonna feel like twenty minutes Uh but. But this one, you're like, I'll be like, you'll get to the part where you finally hear that last phrase echoed a couple of times. And yeah. It's like, oh, there's still just a minute and a half left to just uh, to reflect almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. is. And like, I think to like re- relate, like reflect, like mm-hmm. you, you use the word reflection. And I just think of like, I don't know, a body of water. And I've like, I've, 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 I've always associated my, my work with just, you know how they, they, they kind of say like in a, in a movie, like mm-hmm. rain will kind of signify like change yeah. or something. So I guess I just think like a collection of that and just like a big body of water and just like my music is always mm. so focused on the things that are changing in me yeah. and the world that is changing around me. Mm-hmm. So I don't, to use your word, ref, like to, for you to say like reflection on the last track is like really cool. It feels, yeah. it feels very validating mm-hmm. in my, like uh, my, you know, subconscious effort in uh, what I'm trying to relay in my, in my songs. Uh, I do want to ask. This one just came up to me. Uh, it came to me, and it was something a question I had when I was listening, which was the beginning of uh, about trailing Riviera. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that line that's spoken and that like? Oh, it's pitched uh, up. I'm like, yeah, that like, was definitely like a fun moment yeah. for me. I was like, what if? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, all these stories ending in my time zone. Okay. Which is what it is, and that was there was like a whole. About Trailing Riviera was like that was that was also a song. Now that you bring that mm. up, that was also a song that like did not sound like that in like oh, demos. Yeah. Okay. We like Absolutely had it more not. of a song, but I think they like Matt and Nico started playing together that song before John and I were in the room and they had come up with some groove because mm. it's like bass and drums, like they go together yeah. to create kind of the backbone of uh the song. Mm-hmm. And um we had kind of worked with that and it's a little like like yeah, funky. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to call it like a like funky song, but mm-hmm. um, it definitely has like a like a groove to it that you know when I'm sitting in mm-hmm. my room writing a song, I'm never concerned about like you know what is the what is the tempo of mm-hmm. this song like or or what what are the drums gonna do in a way that communicates with the bass. I'm just like, how can I get these words out in in a way that I I want to uh, you know in a way that's going to feel right mm. and true to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that song was so different. So like that word is just like a piece of like verses that uh, didn't make it into the song. Okay. And I felt like that was kind of like, uh, you know, like when I talked about chagrin, like that's just like a story, mm. you know? And it's just yeah. like, uh, I felt like that was kind of that phrase kind of spoke to a lot of like the childhood memory okay. songs yeah. that I was or that I write currently. It kind of like to me felt almost like a a bit of like a, a cleanser halfway through too just yeah. cuz like like you thinking like like spinning room hits at check 6 I got the I got it pulled up here yeah. uh which was like literally the song opens with this is the halfway point and like, like yeah, I'm like I literally like, like that too. I was like oh this is like the halfway point of the record <laughs> and like this is where you'd like well if you buy the vinyl we'll talk about that in a second yeah. Oh, yeah. you'd be flipping the probably flipping the record over It is yeah so actually like, which is very yeah. very uh funny and that, yeah. just like how it how it ended yeah. up working yeah it, it like wasn't like me like speaking to the yeah. listener yeah. like mm-hmm. breaking the fourth wall not trying to be too <laughs> okay. cheeky with it You're yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah that's funny that's just how it ended up being but i feel like a lot of the um the sequencing of my records are like kind of 
predictable are kind of the same. Not mm. that it's a bad thing, but it's just like you can definitely tell an A side and a and a, yeah. and a B side. So mm-hmm. it's cool that that's how it ended up um, on the Kansas wind as well. I, and so this is a question I have, I'm going to preface this just to protect my own self. Uh, not that it's like a mm-hmm. risque question. And it could be, it's, it's mildly a lame one, but you you referenced the title in the album, the album title a couple of times outside of it being like the song title. Okay. Uh, like it's like the final lyrics you hear on Matthew, I'm flying before like the fade out is the Kansas wind under your wings. Does the Kansas wind, like, does that mean something to you or sure. is there like an external meaning outside of just, it's the record title. Yeah, right. I'm like, I don't want to be like, what does the record mean to you? Yeah, like, right. Like, I mean, yeah. I already said or, what the record yeah. meant to be. So. Or, or does like, but like, uh, yeah, no, it's not, it's not a, it's not a lame question. Okay. Um, I think it's, um, it was a lyric from a, from a Mojave three song okay. called my life and art, I think is the name of the mm-hmm. song. And I think it's like the Kansas wind won't freeze her heart. I think is the, is the lyric. And I like heard that song on like Radio K, and I was like, "This is a sick song." Um, yeah, you like sent it to me, and I like, like instantly. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Dude, listen to this shit." You, yeah, you just, like just listen to it like on repeat it was for like amazing. a fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't, I didn't real, I like was listening to it again. I think after we had like recorded the album, mm-hmm. and I like caught that lyric, hey. and I was like, "Wait, it was." <laughs> well, I hope I don't like fucking get in, get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> um, no. But um, just flattery. Yeah, just yeah imitation right. is I'm this. Just, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just imitating you, bro. Um, and, uh, it's, um, and also like my partner is, 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 is from Kansas. So I think it was also, um, related to it in that way. Cause like there are times when we would go to visit her family mm-hmm. and, you know, it just, it added to those feelings I've previously described of like, you know, growing pains or yeah. discomfort or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know when just kind of it takes things out and yeah. brings new things in. Yeah. So it's related to an existing lyric that yeah. I'm sure has meaning, but yeah. you know, I, I'm going to recontextualize it yeah, for, for, for breathlings. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we all project. Yeah. We all, we're all projectors. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really, that's really true. Well, cool. I have a couple more questions here. Uh, you got a bunch of physical stuff with this yeah. record. Yeah. So where can people go out and pick those up? Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yeah, we um, don't have. Uh, I mean, we have shows like on the books. They're not announced at this okay. time because I wanted to just like let this be like the album's out and not yeah. like you know release the album and then be like, oh, and also, yeah, mm-hmm. here's this thing. Um, we, we were because I we were talking about release show, mm-hmm. like me and my partner, and it's like she's like I think the definition of that has really changed like over the past two years. Like I think we've kind of just like abandoned the concept yeah. of time. So yeah, um, it didn't end up panning out mostly because of like. Uh, like my knowledge of the scene and venues and booking. And it's just like, yeah, you know, the kitty cat club is it's not like what, what? And that's like, I really hope that place comes back. Um, but I think just, I think, you know, the, the, for there not being a scene, I think yeah. it, uh, it really it is disorienting to me now. Mm. Um, so I just need to, I just need to get my bearings yeah. back. Um, so Maybe there will just be a release show for the Kansas Wind in six months. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. four years. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe a few really years. Really yeah, because uh, we need to we need to sell those things outside yeah. of Bandcamp. Yeah, and you don't. There's no pre-order for that. You have them, so you can order them. You can. I physically have them all. Oh yeah, yeah. We have, we're waiting at least until fall for ours. So yeah, it's like, it was bro. Yeah. I think I, yeah. I we ordered these in like February mm. of twenty one, and they came in like December nice. of 21. So it was a yeah. long wait as well. It's okay. Yeah, it's super backed up. Just like vinyl production mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, with like supply chain issues and also just like the way the industry is set mm-hmm. up. Yeah. 
Like, if you want to plan a release around, like, when you can have vinyl. And I, like, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just got to be prepared to, yeah, to wait down. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Wait a long ass time. So, and then or, if people want to connect with y'all on social media, what do they look for? Twitter. I love Twitter. Prathlon's Twitter. <laughs> Prathlon's Twitter. Prathlon's Instagram. I just made one of those link trees yesterday. Ooh. Fun. Yeah. yeah, dude. Those Excited. are those are legit. They're like yeah. really, they're just like Official. easy to make mm-hmm. and they're really easy to like look at. Mm-hmm. You can just like a box that says like buy a shirt right here yeah. or listen to this album and like you just do it and mm-hmm. it's like not you don't have to type in a URL or mm-hmm. like a link in a Instagram bio or something yeah. like that. So yeah, I was like psyched that like <laughs> just to like make a free link tree yeah, is, like, for really the nice. for the link in bio era yeah it's the perfect thing <laughs> we've got it we <laughs> need we need something new yeah, yeah well colin john thank you so much for sitting with me and chatting thanks for having thank us. you the ear coffee podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name if you like this episode please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts you can follow us at twitter facebook and instagram at ear coffee Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.